Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast. And before I get into the episode here with our guest, Anna Dickey, I wanted to kind of give a brief introduction on some things that have been going on and, you know, kind of what uh, the stage of preparation looks like for the upcoming season. So right now we're only about a month out before I have to leave for Colorado for the annual elk hunt and for a lot of other people it's probably less than that if you're going out for the opener in the end of August or or some people and in, in, in different states maybe September 1st either way we're looking at less than a month coming up here hopefully everyone's got their preparation you know dialed do we have your you know your bow shooting good your broadheads are tuned and physical fitness preparation scouting i mean there's so many things that that are uh running through my mind right now and that i've been really you know ramping up here as as the season's you know coming up so it's uh it's an exciting time of year i can't wait and can't believe how quickly it it actually came but so far um been doing a lot of pack workouts still um throwing some weight in the pack hiking as well as some high intensity interval training and been ramping that up in the mornings basically with just sandbags kettlebells step up boxes and some other things there some recent podcasts that uh that i recorded and will be coming out soon and directly correlated to elk hunting and um, western hunting has to do with talking with Corey jacobson who uh doesn't really need much of an introduction there but he's going to be uh, a great podcast to, to get out here also uh dan staten from elk shape i'm going to be recording with him this week and talking about a little bit from the fitness side of things some early season elk strat elk hunting strategies which a lot of people had asked questions about and wanted me to talk to to Corey with but uh we just didn't have enough time i mean you could talk to that guy for forever so i'm going to be talking to dan a lot about that as well as also a podcast coming up this week with john barklow sick of gear um he's going to be talking about building a system and the importance of that and what, what it's broken down into and not specifically to sicka it's not a you know a sales pitch or anything along those lines it's just really explaining from the ground roots level up what it's like to build a system so i'm really excited to release some of those episodes i I still have a bunch in the bank here as you'll see this one with anna i recorded back in uh, june at the total archery challenge Um, but so i'm excited to, to get some of these episodes rolled out and trying to get the ones that are pertinent to the time of year and what everyone's preparing for right now out and and able to be listened to so other than that as far as from an elk season standpoint really going through onyx maps uh online scouting um there's a few different changes that are going on in my hunt this year that uh 
that changed the plans up a little bit. And I'm, so I'm looking at some, a new area and everything else. And that's been, been fun to kind of scour over the maps, check some things out. And I'll get into more detail on the, the changes in that hunt, you know, coming up here. But other than that, I've been really getting ready to for the whitetail season. I mean, as soon as I come back from Colorado, it's going to jump right into the Pennsylvania whitetail season there. And been checking my trail cameras, getting out and scouting some some relatively new areas, mostly just areas I've been to in the past and through my spring scouting and getting some some pretty good pictures uh on my camera that i'm excited about as well as having a little bit of trouble with um the human element of of people messing with my cameras even though that they are locked to the tree and everything there i think i need to start taking in a, a climbing stick and hanging them up you know out of reach pointing down which is something that that uh, I know a lot of people do and I just never really had to do it in the past but it's starting to become a problem with with people um, messing with my cameras which is upsetting but it is what it is and you got to deal with it so we uh be really looking forward though to uh there's going to be some very good deer that are coming out of the, the mountains this year and hoping to get down to Ohio to do some scouting here in the next month or so, which is going to be a tough timeline, but but we'll see. So that's kind of what's going on right now. Um, got all the apparel up on the website. The, uh, the, the new Adventure hats had launched um, a few weeks ago and have been awesome. The, the sales have been great there. And uh, really liking how those hats turned out. So check them out. As always, 3% of the proceeds are donated to Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, and we'll be sending that check at the end of the year over to them. Super excited about it. Check it out. Um, working on a few different designs now for for the upcoming fall line of stuff here, and I think uh, I think some of you will be excited with, with some of the stuff there. Looking at uh, a rut stash t-shirt as well as one geared towards mountain bucks, so I'd love to hear some feedback on that, any uh, specific ideas, but it's it's going to be cool. All right, guys, well, enjoy the episode with Anna as uh, we dive into wild game cooking and a lot more. All right, so I am here again at the Total Archery Challenge, and I am here with Anna Lee, Outdoor Anna Lee, as most people say. Yeah, and that's my Instagram handle, Outdoor Instagram. Anna Lee. Yes. But um, my name is Anna Dickey. So okay. that's what people are like, Who? what's your name again? I don't know your name. It's Outdoor Anna Lee. So that's what I go by yeah. whenever I'm at events like this. So, but Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how uh, with social media now, everyone knows you by your, 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 your handle. handle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of, you know, your actual name here. So. It's funny because I met you here last, last year. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, l- last year at Total Archery Challenge. And as we were talking before the recording, it's funny how you meet so many you know, like-minded people at these events that you end up becoming friends with yeah. over the time. You and uh, your husband, Tom, mm-hmm. have you know become pretty good friends of mine and yeah. uh, got to have dinner at your house last night. Yeah, and, thanks. Uh, I'm glad you guys came over. Yes, it was excellent. Yeah, we it's made some venison wild game burgers and sausage and had a whole... 
and my personal favorite, the buffalo quail dip. Yeah, that's one of, one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to post that on my blog because I've had a couple people that I've made it for, and they're like, how did you make this? And it's my healthier version yeah. of the buffalo um, chicken dip because, you know, we were talking last night, too, about how we're, we try to stay healthy and um, mm-hmm. eat clean. So that is – there was a, some bad things in there for you, like some sour cream, but – um, most of it was um, the quail, which I shot in Georgia with my dad, and I poached it in um, Tabasco sauce. Yeah. So. Yeah, take take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. A lot, lot more so, good, I would say. Yeah, it's very good. So. So, anyways, what I want to start out here with is kind of introducing yourself. Okay. And um, I'm sure a lot of people uh, know who you are just through how your blog and and uh, your Instagram account and everything and see all your cooking and, yeah. and everything there. But I, I want to know a little bit about you and, and, and tell listeners about that. Okay. Yeah. So like we said before, my name is Anna Dickey. Um, I grew up here in Western Pennsylvania. Um, actually, my husband and I met at the uh, resort that the Toto Archery Challenge is being held at right now. So it's kind of funny that we met here and you know, now we shoot here together and we ski here together. But um, I grew up with a hunting family. My dad is a big hunter. He did a lot of out west, hunting out west. So I grew up having crazy things like antelope and elk. And what most people don't really get to even try, but let alone, you know, almost live off of. We didn't really buy a lot of meat, so we had all what my dad hunted. So I kind of, I was hunting a little bit when I was younger, but it wasn't something that really I was interested in. I, I more or less did it to make my dad happy. So when my brother turned 12, I was like, okay, I'm out. You, you can have it. Like my brother could be your companion and your buddy. So, um, I got back into hunting when I started dating my now husband, Tom. Um, when I met him, I didn't even eat meat. I gave it up one year for Lent and I was like, you know what? I don't really need this in my life. Um, I was in college at the time, so I didn't have access to wild game. And I started doing research on hormones and factory farms and just didn't really want to eat that kind of stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking to Tom one day, and he's like, why don't you eat meat? And I just kind of said the same thing, you know, hormones, the factory farming, all that stuff. And he's like, but hunting, you know, you have uh, your first of all conservation with hunting it's the cleanest meat you can get. There's no hormones. It's all natural. And it's a really good time trying to go out and, you know, hunt. I said, yes, you know, that's, you bring up a good point. So slowly started eating meat again and then started eating all the meat in the freezer. And he looked at me and said, well, you need to start contributing. So the next year I went out and I shot my first doe. And then I said, you know, I think I'd really like to get into archery. So the year after that, got it, got my first bow and never looked back. So yeah. Well, that's funny. So he kind of laid down the law there. Yeah, he did. It was fun. So I will credit him to get me back into it. And um, I'm a big foodie. I love to cook. It, that's for me. I enjoy cooking. And um, I saw cooking wild game as an opportunity to, like, use what I know culinary into, you know, what people don't normally eat with wild game. So quail dip, for example, last night. I was like, took something that people like, chicken, which I don't really ever eat. And turned it into a wild game dish. So that's what I like to do. And I like to try to make things a little bit more healthy. I don't wrap yeah. everything in bacon and cook it in a slab of butter. So <laughs> the healthy wild game is 
is kind of what, um, my specialty. So if you're coming over to my house, you know, you're probably going to have something healthy in there. Yeah. And if anyone ever has the opportunity that you get invited over to her house, <laughs> highly recommend it. Yeah. You definitely will not go hungry and it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing food. So. And we like to forage a lot too. So, um, big into like wild mushroom hunting and, um, we were just talking, we had stinging nettles and wild mustard was in the salad last night. So we try to, you know, forage and do as, as much outdoors as we can. We tapped our own maple trees this past year, made maple syrup. My dad has bees on a um, farm that we were talking about last night. So we have local um, organic honey. So we do the best we can. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's really hard in today's age you know day and age especially if you're traveling yeah or anything too so difficult when i travel it's really hard for me because i don't eat meat in a restaurant so i'll usually pack jerky (laughs) because that's really easy to travel yeah a lot of jerky (laughs) we um i'll tell you a funny story when i was in nebraska hunting with a few um other ladies on social media that i kind of met you know through instagram and we decided to go hunting for snow goose in um nebraska and we were in the middle of nowhere in this small town, and there was, like, two diners. And everything on the menu was fried, and it was all, like, chicken nuggets, fried uh, potato ball, like, all this, like, fried food. And I sustained a diet on nothing but shredded lettuce for the whole week. And I had cliff Bars, and I had packed jerky. And the other girls were like, how do you do it? And I was like, I don't even think about it anymore. It's just something that I'm not, like... It's become, become be- kind of ingrained yeah, in you. Yeah, but they were so like disciplined with it. For yeah, a while. for so long they were making fun of me. Like I don't know how you're just eating shredded lettuce and jerky all week. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to get home and have like a big venison steak. Like I had backstrap as soon as I got off the plane. I swear it was like the best, and it tasted so good. So yeah, but. and and from where where we were at yesterday there at your place, you definitely have a, a variety of game. Yeah. You know, too, whether it's, you know, the wild turkey that, that Tom was telling me about. Yeah, the wild the turkey. And um, and deer and just about anything you can Quail. imagine. We had you know, mule quail. deer. Um, my uncle lives in Montana and him and my dad are, they own a buffalo ranch. And so we get a lot of bison too. And, okay. you know, it's from his ranch. So I'll eat that. And then um, my dad actually purchased an organic cow from one of the local farmers up here. And I'll eat that too. Yeah. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I don't eat anything but wild game. I, there's other options for me. But mm-hmm. I'm strictly like I have to know where it comes from. So yeah. that's kind of Yeah, my... know where your meat comes from. Yeah. And it's funny because how long ago did you start doing that? Um, f- five years. So actually even before the whole movement of that really took off yeah you know in the last couple years you see a lot more people trying to do that Mm -hmm. or at least you know saying that they're trying to do that and um that's that's so interesting to me because i I, it's it's really been one thing for me in the last i'd say probably four years of struggling with different foods from food allergies and um everything along those lines and and really becoming in tune with how my body reacts Mm -hmm. to different foods how much better you feel yeah it's unbelievable and it's not you know caked with hormones and and everything else that's that's uh you know not good for you mm-hmm. and you don't have the inflammation in your joints yeah and, and and there's and even cognitively you can think better you can remember things everything comes from food yeah i i truly believe that that food is the an- there's some food that's the answer to just about anything yeah i i agree with that i um i have 
some issues with dairy, so I tend to try to stay away from dairy or isolated whey proteins and casein and stuff like that. And I, I have eczema, and if I have, you know, I'm not super anti-dairy, but, like, I'll have it every t- every once in a while. And when I do, my eczema flares up. Yeah. And it's just weird because I know. I'm like, oh, was there whey in that or was there, like, casein in that? Yeah. Okay, that's probably why. So. That's funny because uh, you and I had that in common yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> our plate, we had no bun on our burger because I just like the taste of the burger by itself. I actually had one for breakfast this morning. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, we were just talking about how we have similar tastes in food so yeah yeah we definitely do and and yeah so we had basically the burger lettuce, lettuce. ketchup i don't know if you had ketchup i had tomato you had and to- uh, yeah. mustard i think okay and then corn i didn't have any butter on the corn yep, no, me either. no so i try to use all sea salt too like from utah that um it's supposedly better for you it's himalayan sea salt and they farm it in utah yeah they get it out, do they get it out of the yeah. the, the salt lake yeah Is that, yeah yeah so i get, I get yeah. the, the, the same stuff mm-hmm. actually and uh because every morning i actually have a, a drink with lemon juice and sea salt oh water, really and it's like wake me up instead yeah. of just drinking a cup of coffee yeah and having that rush and anxiety feel that you get from so the much crash coffee. afterwards yes. yeah i recently I got into um some more holistic things like that and i purchased a starter kit of essential oils they're actually Mm -hmm. most i think they're based out of utah but um i'll just do a drop of the essential oils lemon in some hot water and i enjoy that more than like caffeine because i was pregnant so when you're pregnant you can't have a lot of caffeine yeah so i had to like kick my coffee habit and i just kind of i'll have a cup of coffee every once in a while but i started doing that just wake me up like you said it perks you right up yeah yeah there's so many different tricks and i i love learning about it and, yeah. you know, and figuring it out and like talking to people like you you know i get a different view of things and get to get to have some different ideas i i wouldn't say that i'm a you know a great cook or <laughs> anything there but i do know how to grill stuff yeah and uh and, and i can cook you know wild game for the most part i mean my freezer um it's i'm, I'm not as uh i guess dedicated to it as as you are but my freezer is has no has no chicken in it. I do eat chicken, but I yeah. don't have any at home. I eat almost one hundred percent wild game, and uh, so I'll have. And but I, I do love my eggs and bacon. So yeah. <laughs> I, 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 usually uncured bacon, but uh, it's it's for for me. It was just I felt better, and I wanted to to learn more about it. Like I said, I just I love the human body and the, the amount of things that you can do to optimize it mm-hmm. with and it's all through food yeah and uh I, I truly believe that i perform better you know when i'm working out or i'm hunting and that's and that's why like when I, when I go on hunts i use dehydrated meals and i use them through heather's choice yeah and is, i've had some of those before yeah, yeah. they're awesome and and she uses it's not wild game but it's all like like wild caught last yeah. salmon um it's grass-fed bison you know everything like that's in it no dairy no, you know, and that's why I like stuff. it because yeah. <laughs> I saw like no dairy on the on the packaging. I'm like, I need that, and like yeah. no MSG and like all the bad stuff that you hear about. So yeah, and you, and you know, I, I get a lot of slack for it, and I'm sure you do sometimes. Oh, why well, you know this tastes good? Once you figure out what your body is capable mm-hmm. from these type of things, it's amazing. Yeah, it yeah. truly is, and um, that's that's what interested me so much, and why I really wanted to talk to you about it because. It's it's something that that a lot of people overlook in the process when mm-hmm. you're planning for a hunt, whether it's a, whether you're going on a western hunt or maybe you're just whitetail hunting. You know, it's just for, from cognitively, um, 
from uh, a physical side of things, you just, you perform so much better. Yeah, you do. And then I just, um, for me too, I love knowing where my food comes from and that like we process our own deer as well. I'm sure you do the same. Yes. And I just think that's so cool. Like you go out and you harvest the animal, you process the animal and it's all been in your control. So there's, you know, exactly what you're getting. There's no, Oh, maybe there's, you know, some fat. This is cut with something else. Like even the burgers last night, we don't cut ours with pork because I don't eat pork. So, um, yeah. And people are like, Oh, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, we just, you know, make it work. I don't miss it. So, um, I added an egg to the meat to help bind it because that's sometimes they'll fall apart if you yeah, don't have that. I, I, I learned that the hard way. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say that I, I don't eat pork, but I don't mix it with my venison burger. Yeah. And I was struggling with that. It would fall apart and everything. And then someone told me like, well, you yeah, add egg yeah, to it. Yeah, throw an and egg. Actually, my mom told me that because she's an amazing cook yeah. as well. And uh, so I added that to it and it holds together. Yeah, it binds it better. It's so good. Like, you know, people like, oh, you know, if you say... I'm sure you get this more than I do, but if you tell some of your friends or something, oh, this is venison. Oh, like, you know. Yeah. It tastes, it doesn't taste taste any different. I always usually tell people, like, if they're coming over for dinner, if you don't eat wild game, then I'll make, I'll make a fish or something like that or a pasta. Yeah. But I'm like, if you're coming to my house and you're having meat, just, I want you all to know that it's going to be wild game. So there's (laughs) no, like, is this pork? No, it's not pork. Is this beef? No, it's, it's, you know, wild game. So we harvest it all and it's. So, yeah, and basically, so instead of the, you have, you know, the grocery store that's doing the killing for you, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. And you know where everything's coming from, or, or you may know someone that that's doing it and exactly where it came from. But that's what, that's what I kind of, you know, laugh about, you know, when people are like, I can't believe you're a hunter, you know, that's, that's cruel. Moving to the Pittsburgh area from a rural area, I was woke up to that. Not everyone's, you know, a big fan of hunting. Right. And, but it. It kind of it, it kind of makes me laugh when I you know the people are eating a burger from a fast food restaurant or any restaurant really, for the most part. Some are getting better with you can yeah. get grass fed you yeah. know local. Um, local it's kind of the movement, stuff, like the millennial gen- generation is more like you know about knowing where their food comes from and yeah, they're more in tune with it. Yeah, and they want to know about it, and I think that's great. Yeah, for me the, too. The hunting community. Yeah. Um, specifically because one you get you can have an experience of a lifetime and that's what, you know, what this podcast and stuff is a lot about is having these great experiences, being able to, to go to places that, you know, to, if you want to go out and say, buy a car, okay, you buy a car, that's instant gratification. You have it, you love it. It's cool. But that goes away. Yeah. When you go on experiences, when you go on hunts, you remember that forever. And as Matt comment that was, was on the podcast, he was like, he goes, there's no depreciation on, on memories like that. That's he a goes, really good way to put it. It just gets greater. Yeah. He goes, as it goes, it just gets greater. And sharing those stories, like when um, you were over my house last night and we were, you know, just talking about different stories. My dad was telling you about his experience on that elk hunt, how he was like 19 years old and got, le- it's a long story for another day. But <laughs> the, the point is that it's really cool that those stories never die and they live on. Yeah. And then you, you can tell, you're, you know, when, <laughs> when a hunter comes over for dinner, they're usually there for a very long time because you just go story after story. There's never anything to run yeah. out of talk to talk about because everybody has, like you said, an experience and it's just fun to share. Yeah. We're not talking about negative, you know, what the politics are. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, what's the weather like? 
or who's doing what, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, all the weather's yeah. been crappy lately. I don't think or we talked about talking that about at a all. Netflix series. Like we're we're not talking about that. We're talking about life experiences, yeah. and that's really great. And how much that that improves, um, well, just how how you look at life, and, and you know the hardships that you have while hunting. Yeah. One, and again, I always say it's type two fun. Sometimes it may not be fun at the at the moment. But when we talk about it now, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. You know? Like, I think my dad said last night during that story, he was like, yeah, he was freezing. Uh, they got stuck in the back country and they had to pack out. And he's like, I was so cold. And at the time I was miserable. But now looking back, it makes for a great story. Yeah, and it does. I, I always tell people that's an extra ingredient, too, when I'm cooking is the story that goes with it. So, oh. like, the, the deer we were eating last night was from my 2017 buck that I shot eight weeks after having my son Logan. And it yeah. was kind of cool how it happened. and as we're like enjoying the food, you tell the story of, you know, how you harvested it. And I yeah. think that that's really special too. So well, one, that was an awesome deer. Yeah. He was, I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'd rather be lucky than good. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, but so. you, you definitely put your work in from that. And, yeah. and that just was all encompassing from, you know, having Logan and yeah. everything to, to being able to end your season like that. Yeah. And, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that you got lucky. <laughs> yeah. you know? Rob um, over here that runs the Total Archery Challenge was joking. He's like, that's a pretty good push present. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that is a really good push present. So, but, that's funny. Yeah, it makes for a good story. Yeah, it really does. And um, and and so so you and Tom hunt together quite yeah. a bit? Yeah, okay. we, we do a lot of stuff together. We fish together. Uh, we recently, last year, he got me set up um, with fly with a fly rod and yeah. we've been learning you know how to do that getting better at it but we're still there's a lot to learn yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's way more gratifying than um a, like regular a, a spinning rod a spinning yeah. rod but um it is hard but we do that together um we hunt together and this year we've had to take turns because of logan our son he's only seven months old so for turkey hunting this year it was really difficult because he's way better at calling than i am Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i'm gonna go today i'm gonna go today i'm gonna go to like back and forth yeah and then finally the one day my mom's like you know what i'll come over and watch the baby for you guys so you can book both go together of course we didn't see anything but yeah (laughs) um so we're we're kind of learning the whole parenting thing and like how to balance our time and like not be jealous of the other one that gets to go out hunting yeah oh that's yeah i'm sure that's a a balance yeah we haven't um had a deer season yet where we've had logan so that should get interesting during archery next year but who's gonna who's gonna stay in during the i I don't know that's where we're gonna grandma's gonna have to come over and watch logan for (laughs) for a month straight just all of november yeah what have you told her that yet no she doesn't know yet i don't think she'll be that sad because logan's a pretty good baby but he is yeah Yeah. he's pretty he's pretty well mannered yeah and (laughs) i said i joked that tom sabotaged me because logan's birthday is october 23rd oh (laughs) so i was like oh we got you know that's i see what you did there and it was a running joke but yeah yeah, no our birth uh, logan's birthday party is going to happen in a tree stand yeah, so. <laughs> oh, I'm so. sure he's gonna grow up in the in the hunting background. Yeah, poor kid's not gonna have a birthday party. It's like only on Sundays because you can't hunt on Sunday. So <laughs> yeah. we'll be like, uh, and that's another topic. Yeah, yeah, I'll be talking to uh, BHA about that one. But um, yeah. anyways, so does, do you feel like uh, as far as with the relationship, is, is that great for you guys to be able to do something you both like? It, yeah, um, I think it's improved our relationship ship even since when we were together and I didn't bow hunt because I wouldn't see him 
you know, we have property in Ohio. So him and my dad would go out and spend like the weekend out there. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Go out there and sit in a, the trailer with like, there's no Wi-Fi or anything out there. <laughs> so it was not very fun for me. And then I didn't get to see him. And whenever I started bow hunting, that was like, okay, we're going to pack up Friday night and head out to Ohio and stay the weekend. You we could hunt there on Sunday. So we'd stay till Sunday. Yep. And, um, we enjoyed being together and we don't get sick and tired of each other. And it's kind of fun to have somebody to like push you and want, like he wants me to do good and I want him to do good, but it's fun to like poke at each other like oh i got who got the bigger bu- whose name's on the buck slayer of the year trophy yeah back to back mine so oh. <laughs> it's kind of funny and i'm like okay well we can do it together and we share and we make those memories yeah sorry about that tom but you just yeah. got roasted yeah sorry. <laughs> and chuck and Lori, because it's uh two of our friends that live in utah it's the four of us so it's all oh, okay yeah and i got the biggest mule deer in 2016 and then i it Shot the white. It's both whitetail or mule deer. Okay. We just kind of gentlemen's rule yeah. on which one's the biggest. And I said, I feel like I don't really deserve it this year. I, I was out there for one day and ended up getting lucky. And they're like, Nope, you, you won fair and square. So Anna Dickey, Anna Dickey, back to back on the Buck Slayer of the Year trophy. Boom. Tom, you got something to live up to <laughs> here, man. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully this year I could just keep it going. Third time's the charm. We'll yeah. see how it goes. But what? Um, so you've done quite a bit of hunting throughout the united states haven't you yeah we went um on a hunting moon like in quotations honeymoon hunting moon um we went out west and we shot um mule deer both of us got mule deer tom's is a a beautiful mule deer too his is really wide and mine's really tall so that's kind of cool that we have actually i'll tell you a funny story when i shot my mule deer um i decided that i i was like oh i'll get a euro mount and they threw away the hide because we we did take it to a place to get processed when we were in in Montana. And the next day my dad's like, you know, I think you should get a live mount for that. Like Mm -hmm. this is your first mule deer. So I was like, well, what are we going to do? They discarded the hide. So Tom shot his mule deer the day after and they just used his hide on my deer. So it's a Frankenstein kind (laughs) of thing. So it makes for a good story when people come to our house, they're like, wow, that's a nice mule deer. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. It's my, antlers on his hide so yeah and that was our hunting moon so we both have something to remember that by that's awesome yeah so so you've been doing some different western style hunts is that the only that's the only um deer we we did out there was the mule deer we wanted to do elk we're going to do elk eventually yeah um it just with me being pregnant last year kind of threw off our plans a little bit so yeah we're adjusting but i i've been um, down to Georgia hunting quail. I've been to Texas hunting whitetail with uh, Jessica from Follow Her Era, Jessica Byers. Yes. Um, I've been to Nebraska snow goose hunting. Um, I d- went down to Florida and was bow fishing. And any opportunity I get to do something different, I'm, you know, all about trying it You're out. On it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you were talking about the quail hunt. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Me and my dad got to go down to Georgia together, and we shot. We brought back 230. About 230 quail. We didn't shoot them all. There was another uh, father-son duo with us, and they just didn't want them. So I was like, I'll take them. (laughs) So we're still living on that quail. We're running low. I'm like, guess we're going back to Georgia. Yeah, and I was thankful for that because that was the buffalo quail dip that I had last night. Yeah, people think they're small, and people don't like to do that much with them, and I love them. I think they're delicious. I make a really good quail curry. I don't know if you like curry, but (laughs) it's I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. If you like spicy stuff, it's yeah, really good. I yeah, make I a quail pho too, like the okay. uh, Vietnamese pho. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. We were in Amsterdam, Tom and I, and we had it um, 
like really good like pho so I asked them you know can I get your recipe and they were like no but I was like are you sure so the one lady like wrote down a couple things on the um, napkin of how they like cook it I'm like I could do this with wild game that's another thing I like to do I like to try things in restaurants and mine was uh, vegetarian pho but I just added the quail to it because Tom had chicken in his and recreate those dishes so I made it with quail and it turned out delicious that's awesome. Yeah, it's very good. That's that's funny to hear. So when, uh, as far as okay with quail, why do you think that people don't? They're tiny. Is that is that you think yeah, most of it yeah. comes down to? Yeah, and um, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I told somebody that I, we eat a lot of quail, and they're like, "Why?" Because well, <laughs> I I wouldn't think of it yeah you know, much as far as you know being able to. I mean, obviously, I I would think of it as eating the meat from it, but not as something you can make so many awesome dishes with. Yeah, even rabbit. Like I have Maybe a that's great. I'm a man. But. Yeah, <laughs> I have a great recipe that um, we use with rabbit. It's rabbit raviolis in a brown buttered sage sauce, and oh. it's like so gourmet. And it's rabbit. When you tell people it's rabbit, they're like no way like they don't believe like it like the bunny rabbits like yeah. but yeah like, exactly and then actually when we were in montana for mule deer i shot a couple rabbits and i brought them back in my purse i froze them back and brought them back in my purse because we didn't have a way to like bring them back so i made a uh, rabbit ravioli and i was like oh is it you know have uh, a funny taste to it it's probably because it was in my purse for five hours and tom's like oh my god tsa was probably like what is this trick this girl doing but it was in billings so they've probably seen a lot of other different crazy things before billings montana yeah yeah yeah, they're like oh we'll let this girl go it's just a rabbit in her purse that's like kind of like the pennsylvania of the west a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah that that rabbit was good i made rabbit hasa pfeffer too which you like boil it in vinegar and it really makes it tender Hmm. and it's delicious I yeah. have to have you over again for another meal. I'm thinking every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Sunday fun day dinner. Yeah, Sunday yeah. fun day. You live, you know, a little over, probably about a little over an hour from me. So, yeah, Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sundays, I'll be over. Sundays. Um, thanks for the invitation. Yeah. Holidays, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Sounds good. <laughs> Holidays, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. I actually made um, turkey, wild turkey for Thanksgiving. People were like, how did you make this turkey so good? And I'm like, I can't give away my secrets. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. When you think of wild turkey, you think it's dry. But, nope. Nope, it's all how you cook things. Yeah, and Steve Ronella from from Meat Eater yeah. is a big inspiration to me. I love his show. Yeah, um, I get a lot of my recipes from him, and sometimes I'll try them and like tweak them. And him and um, Hank Shaw. Yeah, uh, I like. I have all of his cookbooks. I think you posted on Instagram about yeah. his cookbook. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I was at a I was at a bachelor party at a cabin actually, and uh, I. They had like a little bookshelf there, and I, yeah. I like books, so I go over and see what they Me have. Too. And uh, they had that Hank Shaw. Yeah, cook. it was uh, Duck Duck Goose. Yeah, and then he yeah. has Buck Buck Moose. Yes, <laughs> too. And this one was yeah. I forget my, what the first one's called, but I have that one too. My, my brother owns all of those books, and he's really big oh, in a different wild game cooking. And he's big on foraging too, which is another reason I like him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, and uh, Renella, do you have his cookbooks? I do. Tom got them for me for uh, Christmas this year. Awesome. I got both of them. So I haven't made any recipes out of them yet because I usually just go to his blog. Yeah. Um, the One of the turkey recipes I use is tur- his turkey schvetzel. I think that's how you say it. Okay. It's yeah. pretty good. It's yeah. on his blog, so you guys can check out the recipe there. But it's yeah. really good. I recommend making it. So Yeah, it's pretty cool. So is... I'm sure you have a lot of uh, friends that are non-hunters. Is that true? That's why I started Outdoor Analia. I have a personal account um, for Instagram, and my friends that don't hunt 
were like, you know, we don't really like following you because you're, I posted, I think, a picture of a deer heart in my hand or something like that. And they were like, they made comments to me at a party about it. And I'm like, whatever. So I just was like, well, I want to share my experiences through hunting. So I'm going to start a, a separate Instagram. So that's where I share all my wild game stuff. And it's become more of my, like, where I post. And um, I post my recipes there. And it just kind of took off and grew and worked out for me. So Yeah. But that's why I started it, because of not having friends that hunt. Wow. Okay. So when do they come over to your house or anything like, I don't, I don't know if they've been in my house. It's funny. Cause I mean, my friends are great, but we, when we're together, we don't, we talk about Netflix shows or yeah. the weather or politics. Yeah. When um I started the Instagram, I've been so fortunate and I've met so many wonderful people and so many girlfriends now that I have met through social media have the same interests in me yeah. as I do. And I, I don't know. I've gained a lot of friends that are like-minded people yeah. and it's through social media. So I'm grateful for it for that. But yeah, yeah my friends that don't hunt, we don't have so much in common anymore. Yeah. So, But okay. So if when you look at, when you were talking about, you know, that you did a, I guess a, a mount of your mule deer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had the head mount, you have the hide on it and everything. What does that, mean to you and and what i mean by that is like i i know for me when i look at a mount i don't just see a head on a wall for display oh yeah i killed this animal that's not the case it's you look at it and you look at the the face you remember the story you remember you look at it you're like this animal lived however many years x amount of years in the wild you know, when when I was able, lucky enough to kill him, mm-hmm. which, you know, it is killing. That's what, the, what we're doing. But his life was taken in the most ethical way in a short amount of time. Yeah. Versus how they would die in natural causes. Yeah. Whether that's predators. So yeah. if, if you want to elaborate on that a um, little bit. Yeah, pretty much what you said. When I, when I, I don't look at them as a trophy. Mm-hmm. I look at them as a story, as an experience. Um, our two... We have two Euro mounts in our bedroom that are like my first archery hunt or buck and Tom's. Um, I don't know if it was, no, his first archery buck was mounted. Uh, it's like a live mount, but I forget the Euro might be his first one that he got with a rifle, but those are the first deer we got. So anytime we look at them, that's, that's what I think of. I yeah. think of, I was in the tree stand by myself and I, it was my uh, first archery buck. I pulled back my bow, you know, and I, flung the arrow and all these they got rushed with emotion and I like was kind of crying I'm not gonna lie and the buck went down 10 yards and I was looking around like for like did I do a good job like did I do it right and there was nobody else like around so I just remember in that moment like my pap had passed away a couple years ago and I just looked up and I was like I know somebody who saw that and so when I look at that buck I just I'm flooded with those emotions again it's kind of cool because I'll never forget that experience that story and those type of those type of hunts and everything bring out emotions that you don't, you don't usually tap into. Yeah. And, and by honoring them is what I like to call it when you put, you know, their, their head on the wall Yeah, is you're honoring that deer. I, I think it's fair. Like, you know, so you, you, you're using every part of it. Okay. You get the meat, you do that. You have the, you know, the share the memories and mm-hmm. then you have, you're able to honor that deer, his life, you know, on the wall or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. 
and I think it's awesome to to be able to do that. And the stories, like again, going back to me talking to your dad last night. Yeah. Going down, looking at those old photos. I love old photos. And he has some great stories. If yeah. you ever need somebody to be on a podcast, but he likes to talk. He's like me, so yeah. <laughs> but he has some amazing stories. Yeah, him and I should have recorded last night. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. <laughs> that, that story of that that elk hunt was unbelievable. Yeah, and then so. with the black grizzly bear that he didn't end up shooting, but yes. he. He's like the one that got away. Yeah, <laughs> so there's always the one. You have got to away. come to um, my parents' house. We live like 45 minutes from here. You have to come and check out his mouse because even that moose he shot in the Yukon was record book at the time. It's with a bow. It's like this thing is humongous. It's really gigantic. Yeah, well, yeah the moose. Are yeah, huge all around. <laughs> yeah. You know, I so. couldn't imagine walking up, you know, to that. And I hope to do that in the next few years. I'm yeah. trying to plan a trip to Alaska. And moose is so. delicious too. So a lot if you of shoot one, I'm going to come over. I'll cook it if you want me to. Yeah, you might have to help me, <laughs> you might have to help me with that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you guys so. are definitely always welcome over yeah. um, to do that cooking. So that's yeah. awesome. But yeah, that's that's what, uh, that's why I like talking to people like you and your dad and your family and your husband and everything that are like-minded. And I'm just glad that you know, events like the Total Archery Challenge and social media and everything brought us together. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm I'm one, I'm one to blame for this too. Sometimes you know I blame social media for some negative yeah. things, but I see I find so much more positive things out of it, and I think it's kind of the, the mindset mm-hmm. you look at. Because I would not have met, you know, half the amount of people that I have yeah. without that without that platform. And yeah. if you use it positively like like you have and everything you can you can meet amazing people and then that leads to amazing experiences and, mm-hmm. and you know wonderful places so with my instagram i try to be as respectful as possible and you know i do everything with a tasteful man in a tasteful manner um yeah. I, I don't want to disrespect the animal or you know so i try to be as tasteful as i can and if i get a negative comment from somebody who doesn't understand hunting or isn't that's not what they're about I delete it. I don't re- start a rebuttal. That's not the platform that, you know, it, it should be debated about. And those kind of people are just so close-minded when it comes to hunting anyway. It's not worth my time. Yeah. So I'll just delete and block them. So I try to keep, you know, po- the positive about hunting. And I don't want somebody that is a friend of mine that might follow me on Outdoor and Aaliyah that's not a hunter to, like, get a bad taste in their mouth for hunting. I want them to see, like, we don't just shoot the animal for the back straps. We take the liver and the heart and we put it in a dehydrator and we make dog treats. And I take the bones and I roast it down and I make my own stock. And I eat the heart Well, we, if we don't use it for the uh, dog treats. But I try to use every single thing from that animal that I can out of respect for the animal, but also because I don't want to go out and shoot something and not use it because for me that would be... I would just feel like I wasted a life yeah. and I don't, I want to be respectful and, you know, do my best to show people that that's not what hunting is about. It's not about just mounts on the wall. It's, it's about the experience and yeah. what you get from that hunt. So, and it makes you grow and, and appreciate so many other things in life is just, and I, I really harp on this a lot, but some of the hunts that I've you know, been able to do over the last few years and actually even my whole life growing up with my dad, you know, teaching me the right way. Mm -hmm. That has been, you know, life changing for me. It's made me grow from, from a business perspective with work. It's made me, you know, work harder for, you know, everything, whether that's, you know, building relationships with people, it's everything is, is all encompassing. And, and when you do things like hunting, which hunting is hard and, 
and it's not easy to go through and take all the little pieces, you know, yeah. all the, you know, the, the organs that you may be able to consume and the meat and cut it up and process it. That stuff takes time. Oh, it's our whole fall is dedicated to hunting. Yes. And that's not just sitting in a tree stand, which I love to do. Mm-hmm. After you harvest it, like, we're like, okay, we have work to do now and we got to process this thing and it takes up. And then we make, you know, the food. We made the summer sausage and the sticks from September to December is 100% like dedicated towards hunting or some sort of aspect of hunting. So it takes up a lot of time, but I think it's worth it and I love it. Yeah. And that summer sausage, I was just having a couple of pieces of it. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you like that. Yeah. Luckily, you know, Anna gave me some to uh, To go back and snack on here while while, uh, recording between podcasts. So that's that's been keeping me fueled all morning. (laughs) Yeah. I have some in my backpack too. I was like, I'm going to get attacked by an animal up on the hill because I smell like meat. (laughs) So. But yeah, yeah, we try to do our best. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what that's what I I like to hear. And again, these are the type of people that I want on this podcast to be able to to express, you know, the hunters aren't savages. Yeah, no, we're not. (laughs) If you see me walking down the street, you would look at me and be like, that girl's not a hunter. But and I like that, too, like trying to break that mold and that stereotype that hunting is tempting. People tend to have this idea about who hunters are in their head when they're not hunters, but mm-hmm. there's look take a look around at the Toto Archery Challenge. There's so many there's so many girls here this year, which I'm really happy to yeah. see. There was a lot last year, but hunting's not just, you know, the stereotypical Elmer Fudd kind of hunter. It's, there's shooting deer out yeah, of trucks with yeah. you know, beer cans rattling around and on yeah, the Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So and I think the hunting industry is starting to do a lot better job of making that not the, you know, the focal point and yeah. letting people know that we are about, you know, conservation and, you know, we love animals. We do. I, mm-hmm. I love animals. But I yet, cry I, whenever I, I shoot a deer. Yeah. I mean, not now, but when I first started hunting, like, it's emotional. And I, cause it I, is. I enjoy animals. We have pets. Like, yeah. it's not like we're, we hate animals. So we're just going to go out and shoot them. Like, And you can bet when I... When I kill an elk this year, yes. Okay, say when, when. I, when I kill an elk this year, that I'm going to be pretty emotional about it. You know, I like to think, oh, you know, yeah. manly man, but I'm going to get no, emotional. You'll be emotional. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. When you put that much work into something and that much time, and and then you know, taking an animal's life, that's that's something that it's not easy. Yeah, it you know. comes with a heavy heart. It it's, does. It's, I mean, it. You're obviously excited whenever it happens, but you're also like a little bit okay. Well, I just took something's life. I'm going to eat it and respect it, but it is, yeah. I don't know, it weighs a little bit heavy on my heart sometimes. Oh, it does. It 100% does. And and us as hunters and conservationist people, you know, that's, that's stating it a lot, you mm-hmm. know, nowadays. But it's so true. How much money, just from a money side of things, goes towards it. From all the, you know, all the goods that, you know, that we buy, the equipment and everything. And then from just external things, backcountry hunters and anglers that donate to, to membership there, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Yeah, the National the, Turkey Wild Turkey Federation. Yes. Uh, QDMA, the Quality Deer Management Association. All of these organizations that are doing so many things to preserve the habitat, the wild places, you know, the public land that we're able yeah. to access, as well as, you know, just the, the overall management of these animals and the herd. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's all hunters. Those yeah. are people that choose to kill these animals, but they're doing it with a mindful that to help these, these species grow and become better and live in absolute wild places. Yeah. 
I like that hunting is conservation. And when people like get on me about it, I'm like, do some research and then get back to me. And yes. let me know how much research you find on people that aren't hunters, how much they're doing for the conservation of land. And um, people don't even know that, you know, you couldn't turkey hunt in almost, or no, like, what was it, 47 states yeah. for a long time? They were almost extinct. And because of hunting, they brought them back. Same with elk. People don't realize that. So I get, that's a for another podcast because yeah. it gets me all fired it up. is it and ruffles my feathers but <laughs> speaking turkey yeah yeah but uh and and it's funny when you're saying about when people leave negative comments you know on your your instagram page and everything when i get those my first intention is to fire back that's what, yeah my mind tom is, is he usually that. stands up for me sometimes I'm so like, i'll sit back you know i'm like all right close close the app go on with what you're doing yeah and then go back and look at it normally by then i can make you know, an educated comment. To yeah, just yeah. Relax. I usually just delete it because I'm like, that's yeah. how my personality. But my husband sometimes will rebuttal. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to start. A, I'll, go, I'll wake up. It's like 60 comments on one picture. I'm like, oh man, here we yeah. go. <laughs> so. Oh, awesome. But I'm really excited that you invited me to be on this podcast. I love. I could talk to you all day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and yeah, like I said last night, we should have sat, sat a microphone in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, we should have. All the stories. All the stories. But anyways, again, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And um, where can people find a little more of you and your absolutely amazing cooking? So if anyone wants to do these cooking, yeah. listen to her right now. So <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at um, Outdoor Analia. It's A-N-N-A-L-E-A. There's no H on the end. Yeah, see, I thought it was Analia. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom spelled it wrong, so it it can be pronounced Lee. I go by Analia, Analia. Um and then my blog is outdoor www.outdooranalia.com and I post recipes there and I'm trying to get better at it. It takes a lot of time to perfect a recipe, photograph the recipe, write the recipe and then post the recipe. So I'm getting better at that. Yeah. I have a, a couple awesome ones on there right now. There's my morelled meatloaf with venison is like off the hook. Awesome. So you can check that out. I think I'll like, be uh, I'll be looking for that when yeah, it comes out myself. Yeah, so. so All right. Well, again, thank you very much and uh Thanks for listening to the East Meets West Hunt podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.